If a community was fasting for rain, and on the day of the fast, rain started coming down for them. So the entire purpose of fasting has now sort of been removed. So if this occurred before sunrise, then they do not need to complete the fast and they can go and eat. And this is even referring to the fast which begin from the previous night. Since the main part of the fast is the daytime, the previous night is just an extension of the fast, but you're only considered to have really begun to fast once the actual day, the morning, has begun. But says the mission, If it rains after sunrise, so after the fast has really truly begun, then they do need to complete the fast, because at the end of the day this fast was decreed upon them, and once they've really begun the fast, then they need to complete it. Rebeliezer says, you're only considered to have really begun to fast properly, that it's considered to be a day of a fast, only if half of the day has gone by already with you having fasted. So, before midday, they do not need to complete the fast if it rained already before midday. So the day is not considered to be a fast day totally, and therefore they can start eating. But if it only starts raining after midday, then they do need to complete the fast, since that day has now got a name of a day of a fast. According to Bliezer, since most people's main meal is eaten at midday, so before that it's not really considered to have been fasting. Because anyway, most people have not really had a real meal. They don't generally have a real proper meal before midday. Only once they've skipped a main meal is it considered to be that they have fasted. The Mishnah and the Perak end off with a story which supports Obliezer's opinion. Mice, there was a story which happened, Shigozrutanis Beloid, that the base then decreed a fast in the place called Loid. And in the middle of the fast, and rain came down before midday. It rained after the day had begun, after sunrise, but before midday. And Omelheim Rabbi Tarifin, Rabbi Tarifin told the people of that city, Go out, eat and drink, and make a yomtev, make a joyous day. Because Hashem has answered our tefillas, and they went out and they ate and they drank and they had a real yomtev meal. And after they ate, they came in the afternoon and they recited Halal Hagadol, which is the chapter in Tehillim which begins, Thank, praise Hashem for it is good. And the second last posuk in that chapter of Tehillim is That Hashem gives bread and food to everybody because his kindness is everlasting. And because rain came down and that is the source for their sustenance and food, that is an appropriate thing to recite and thank Hashem with that Tehillim. And that's also the reason why they ate before saying Hallel, so that they could really thank Hashem for the food and for the food which would grow as a result of the rain. The focus of a large part of the final parak of the Masechta are particular dates on which people fasted and other laws which applied on the fast days which are not really related to the fast itself. It could be that these laws are a result of the fast. However, the main focus are on the other details and the other laws which apply on the fast days other than the fasting itself. Now, although outside of Eretz Yisrael nowadays, the custom of many is not to say Birkas Kurnim. The Kurnim do not bless the people in the shul during the repetition of Shrin Esrei. Nevertheless, in Eretz Yisrael, that is still the custom. And during the times of the Mishnah, that was the custom everywhere. And according to the straight letter of the law, every single Shemona Esrei requires the Brigaz Khan that the Khan will get up 
before the bracha of Simsholem, before the final bracha of Shemona Esrei, and bless everybody else who is present. Now, Medir Abonon, Kohanim do not perform Birgaz Kohanim during Mincha Shemona Esrei, since Mincha is davened after a relatively large meal of lunch, and there is a danger that Kohanim may have drank a bit of wine during that meal, and since Birgaz Kohanim is similar to serving in the Beis HaMikdash, it's similar to the service which the Kohanim do in the Beis HaMikdash, so just like it's forbidden to enter and serve in the Beis HaMikdash after having drunk wine, so too it's forbidden for them to do because Karnim after having drunk wine. And so because of that danger of Karnim having drunk wine during lunch, Midrabonon, Birkas Karnim does not apply in Mincha. So on a regular day, there would only really be Birkas Karnim once a day during Shachris. Of course, there wouldn't be Birkas Karnim during Mariv, since the Shemona Esri is not repeated by the Chazan during Mariv. Now, at least according to this Mishnah, on a fast day, Karnim do do Birkas Karnim during Mincha. Since the entire reason why the Rabbonon said that they shouldn't do it during Mincha is in case they drank wine. So on a fast day that danger does not exist, and therefore they do perform Birgaz Karnim during Mincha on a fast day. On three points, at three occasions during the year, the Kohanim literally lift up their palms, lift up their hands, that's referring to Birgaz Karnim, which they perform while their hands are lifted up. Arba Pa'om Bayaim, four times in one day. Ba Shachris, in the Shrena Esrei of Shachris, Ba Musaf, during Musaf, Ba Mincha, during Mincha, when Ilas Sha'arim, during the tefillah known as Ne'ilah, the closing of the gates, sort of the last chance to daven before the day ends. So during that added Shrena Esrei after Mincha, they would also do Bikas Karnim. What are those three occasions? Bataniyais, on fast days, which we have been learning about throughout this Masechta. The tefillah of Ne'ilah, which we nowadays only say on Yom Kippur, is said at the end of a fast, which is decreed for a particular tragedy, or if it hasn't been raining. Secondly, of Ma'amodais, and for the Ma'amodais, which is the focus of the next few Mishnayas, and this refers to the groups of non-Kurnim, who would spend a week at a time davening and, reci- and reading certain parts of the Torah, they were sort of the messengers of the rest of the Jewish people to sort of represent them and make sure that the carbonos which were being brought were being brought on behalf of the entire Jewish people. And we'll go into more detail in, in the coming Mishnayas. But as it may, they would fast. And because of that, the Karnim would do Birkas Karnim even during Mincha because there was no danger of them having become drunk of Yom Kippurim and on Yom Kippur. Now, the obvious question is that there's no Musaf on fast days regularly and on the Ma'amodais, there's no Musaf or Ne'ilah. And so we have to explain the Mishnah that when it says that it is said four times, that is only referring to Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, there's Shachris, Musaf, Mincha, Ne'ilah. The reason why the Mishnah lists the other two is because for the other two, the point is that every single time the Chazan does repeat the Shemana Esrei that day, the Karnim do do because Karnim. Now it happens to be that there might not be a Musaf, or there might not be a Ne'ilah for the Ma'amod. However, they do do it during Mincha, and so every time that there is sort of a chance to do it, they do it. But only Yom Kippur would have Birkas Karnim four times during that day. Mishnah Beis, Elohim Ma'amodis. What exactly are these Ma'amodis which we are talking about? So firstly, the Mishnah describes the reason why we have these groups of non karnim and then it will explain what exactly these groups were made up of, and what they did. Because the Pasuk says, Command the Jewish people and say to them, My carbon, my bread, literally, or my food. That's the beginning of the part of the Torah describing the carbon tomid, which is brought every single day of the year, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. Now since the Torah is telling all of the Jewish people to bring the carbon tomid, 
only one common Tommen is brought. So the fact that it is a commanded to everybody shows that it have to it has to be brought on behalf of everybody. And everybody have to has to have a share in the Korban Tomid. Now the way that everybody has a share in it is that once a year there is a gift of the Shkolim, half a shekel which everybody has to give, and that money goes towards bringing the Korbanites Tomid every day, as well as other functions in the Beis HaMikdash. However, it's not enough that they have a share in the Korban. The halach is that the owner of a Korban, if a Korban is being brought for a particular person, he needs to be in the Beis HaMikdash as it is being brought. Now, of course, it's impossible for the entire Jewish people to be inside the Beis HaMikdash at one moment, every single day in the morning and the afternoon. But if so, then how can the carbon of a person be offered up when he is not standing by it and he is not present in the Beis HaMikdash when it is being brought? It is learned from Pesukim that every carbon which is brought for a particular person needs to be done so in his presence. So how can we solve this difficulty? His the early Nevi'im, the early prophets, this is referring to David HaMelech and Shmuel HaNovi, they instituted Esrim Varba Mishmaris. 24 groups, and the Mishmaris are referring to groups of Kranim and Levi'im. So all of the Kranim would be split into 24, all of the Levi'im would be split into 24. And they would serve in the Mishmaris for one week at a time. And I'll call Mishmar Mishmar for every single group of Kranim and Levi'im. Her mam would be Rishalayim. There would be a Mamod, which was the equivalent of a Mishmar, but for Yisraelim. And so it came out that every week of the year, Every week there would be a group shall kernim of kernim shall levim of levim shall yisraelim and of yisraelim in the Beis Hamikdash during that week, and it would, it would always be the same mishmar with the same mamod each time. So a particular group of kernim would always be serving in the Beis Hamikdash during the same week as a particular group of yisraelim. And so the Mahmud represented, they were sort of the messengers of the rest of the Jewish people, and they stood in the Beis HaMikdash and watched as the Korban Talmud was being offered up, and it was considered as if all of the Jewish people had done so. Now what exactly would the members of the Mahmud do? So Hegiazman HaMishmalalais, if it reached the time for a particular Mishmar to go up to Yerushalayim, to the Beis HaMikdash, so Kahanim Ulevi'im, Olim Yerushalayim, the Kahanim Ulevi'im, who were part of the Mishmar whose turn it was to go up, they would go up to Yerushalayim to the Beis HaMikdash. And now when it comes to the people who are part of the Mahmud, it depends. Those who lived inside of Yerushalayim, or perhaps also very close to Yerushalayim, they would also go up to the Beis HaMikdash, and it was their main job to be present in the Beis HaMikdash and see the Korban Tomid being offered up. The Yisrael is a Mishmar, but the rest of the Yisraelim, who were part of that group, Miskansen Arehem, they would gather in their own cities outside of Yerushalayim, the Kobimaisibarishes, and they would read the parts of the Torah describing the creation of the world. This is to represent the fact that the Karbonis, which offered up in the Beis Hamikdash, that service of Hashem, is what keeps Hashem's creation going in that merit. And the next Mishnah will describe further what exactly they would do during that week both in the shuls and in the Beis Hamikdash. Mishnah Gimel, the members of the Mahmud would fast for four of the days of that week, from Monday until Thursday. They would eat and drink during the night, but during the day they would fast, and this refers both to the Yisraelim who were in the Yisamikdash, and to those who were in the shuls in their own cities. Now what, what about the other days of the week? 
So of course on Shabbos it's forbidden to fast, but also they also would not fast on Friday because of the honour of Shabbos. It's not appropriate to go into Shabbos being starving hungry and tired from the fast, and therefore they do not fast on Friday. And they do not fast on Sunday either. So that they do not go out from rest and joy, which they had on Shabbos and eating a lot, to working hard, and fasting, and they could die, obviously they won't die literally, but it means that there is a danger of going from eating a lot over Shabbos and rejoicing, and then going straight into fasting and depriving oneself of food. Alright, the second half of this Mishnah discusses the parts of the Torah which were read each day, by the members of the Ma'amad, and this was done both in the Beis HaMikdash and outside of the Beis HaMikdash. And as we do on a regular weekday, three people are called up to the Torah to read from the Torah. First a Kohen, then a Levi, then a Yisrael. So of course, although the Anshe Ma'amad were all Yisraelim, they would still get a Kohen or a Levi to be called up to read from the Torah. Now the minimum number of Pesukim, which each person must read when he's called up to the Torah, is three Pesukim. And because of that, it's not enough just to say that on the Sunday they'll read the part of the Torah discussing what was created on Sunday, on Monday they'll read what was created on Monday, etc. That can't be done because on many of the days of creation, there are less than nine Pesukim which discuss it, and at least nine Pesukim need to be read, three by each person. And because of that, on each day they would read what was created on that day, and what was created on the next day as well. By Marishain, on the first day, on Sunday, they'd read the part of the Torah beginning with Bereshis. In the beginning, of course, that's referring to what was created on Sunday, on the first day. The Yehirakiah, which is a part of the Torah which discusses what was created on Monday. Bashani Yehirakiah v'yikovu amayim. On Monday, they would read those two parts of the Torah. Bashlishi Yehirakiah v'yikovu amayim v'yikovu On Tuesday, they would read Yehirakiah v'yikovu and v'yikovu amayim. Barvi Yehirakiah amayim. On Wednesday, they would read the parts of the Torah beginning with Yehima Oyes and Yishetu HaMayim. Bachamishi on Thursday, Yishetu HaMayim v'Totzei Oretz. They would read those two parts of the Torah. Bashishi on Friday, Totzei Oretz. They would read about the part of creation which was created on Friday. And Vayichul HaShomayim, discussing Hashem stopping to create things and resting on Shabbos. On Shabbos itself, they would not come in and do this whole procedure. This only applied during the week from Sunday until Friday. Says the Mishnah, a longer part of the Torah, so for example, that which discusses the creation of Sunday, the first day of creation, that is five Pesukim. So that's a relatively large description of that day's creation. They would read that part of the Torah with two people. So two people would split those five Pesukim between them, but each one, of course, needs to read at least three Pesukim, and therefore the first one would read the first three Pesukim. And the second person who was called up to the Torah would read that third Pasuk and the last two Pesukim. Whereas Vaktana, a shorter part of the Torah, if let's say it's only three Pesukim, then Biyochid, only one person would read that entire part, and then the next person who is called up would read the next part of the Torah. They wouldn't read that again, because in itself is only three Pesukim. So on a regular day, this was done once after Shacharis. However, if that day happened to be a Yom Tov, for example, and there was also a Musaf, so after Musaf, they would read from the Torah again. For every Shemona Esri, which was said during the day, they would read from the Torah again. So by Shachris, Uva Musaf. And the Mishnah says that Uva Mincha, during Mincha, every day, since they were all fasting, they would be relatively weak. And so they are not required to read from the Torah. Rather, Nichnosin, they would enter into the shuls. The Kirin al Pihen Kakurnes Shema. They would read by heart, just like when one reads Shema. Although in general, it's forbidden to read from the Torah by heart, not from the actual Torah, but just by memory. 
Nevertheless, in this case, since they would be weak, and this would be easier for them, they could just read it by heart without having to bring out a Sefer Torah. Erev Shabbos Mincha on Friday. For Mincha, they wouldn't enter the shuls at all because of the honor of Shabbos, so they would have enough time to prepare properly for Shabbos.